surprise, motherfuckers! Welcome to Shonen Trash, where you watch an anime series each week and decide if it's worth your time so you don't have to. I'm Obsolete Nexus 6 Skin Job, Vincent Perez. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so gross. Um, I'm Angel Nexus 8 Replicant, Lauren Russell. And I'm PKD Double Wielder, Kevin Bobbitt. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Shit yeah. Oh shit. It's a bonus yeah. episode. What the fuck is up? We're watching this week. We already did this week, but guess what? You're getting some extra shit. This week, today, we watched Blade Runner Blackout 2022. That shit was tight. It was fucking cool. I mean, we've been pretty hyped for this shit for a little bit now, and now I'm like super, super fucking pumped that it actually came out. It dropped this morning. It dropped very early this morning. Uh, For anybody who isn't aware, hasn't been following uh, any of this shit, uh, Blade Runner Blackout 2022 is a highly anticipated kind of like mini episode prequel 15 minute short movie. It's short. Uh, It's very short. It's one of three. Uh, It's one of three, but it is uh, an anime uh, short film that was made for uh, the upcoming Blade Runner 2049 movie that's coming out. Uh, It stars our friend Derek Terrence uh, as the main character. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many texts he got then, because I I, I know Vince texted him and I texted him, so <laughs> we're like, oh hey, look, you're in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, as soon as as soon as I saw the person, I was just like, fuck, it's Derek. Derek's riding around with Misa. Check that <laughs> shit out. Don't say that. So I guess we can get right right into the fucking show description. We ain't got no news. We're going right on. This is a full fucking train ride. What's up? Um, Kev, you wanna you wanna read it? You want me to read it? Well, I'll read, read it. Cool, Kev, read, read that. Uh, <clears throat> in 2022, an EMP detonation has caused a global blackout that has a massive destructive implications all over the world. Directed by Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloos, Shinichiro Watanabe. Blade Runner Blackout 2022 is a new and highly anticipated animated short, which serves as a prologue for the upcoming feature film Blade Runner 2049. Coming out October six. Woo! It's coming out real soon. Um, I've uh, I haven't read any of the full reviews yet, but um, a lot of the hype that I've seen so far is that a lot of people are just like, okay, cool. It's, it's not. It's not. Everybody's bad. saying this is great. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. I haven't heard a negative thing yet, which is super, super relieving for me because I was really worried that this was going to go in the way of like Tron Legacy and just not be very good. I mean, I kind of like Tron Legacy. Okay, I like Tron Legacy too, but it isn't objectively a very <laughs> yeah. good movie. Yeah, it's not I mean, a very good was, movie, but I was like, it's still kind of good. It wasn't good. So yeah, oh. I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. Uh, yeah. I'm probably gonna go see it with Lauren like first day. No, we will see it first day. Like, do you know who you're dating, Jesus? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fucking watch it. If, watch the original one beforehand. If AMC or the Alamo is doing a double feature, I'm gonna go try and go see that. Yeah. A double feature would be pretty rad. No, they should do a double feature and then pay, play the three shorts and then go right into it because that's a full timeline then right there. That'd be pretty bitching. That's so, true. That'd be sweet. Uh, so first impressions, guys? This is look, looked good. fantastic. Uh, I was super hype leading up to it. We've been talking about it like every week since it was announced, so I'm <laughs> I'm pretty fucking pumped. I was just... I, it, I started watching. I was like, this looks gorgeous. Like, this is... I... I my first impression was like, why is this only one part? Why is it just, why is it just a bunch of shorts and not a full series? Why don't we just get a full fucking series? <laughs> and I was also just very shocked that this was in English. Oh, really? I mean, I I guess I wasn't shocked because I figured it was going to go the route of like Animatrix. 
Yeah. So I figured it was going to be in English, especially since think... it's an um, American ma- or uh, English based movie. Yeah. So. Right, and that makes a lot of sense. But I was like, this thing's coming out. Like this, this got announced. It came out like immediately, and I was just like, this has to be like we're probably gonna get this. This probably I figured there'd probably be a sub version and a dub version, but we just got the dub. Yeah. Um, let's fire through some factoids real quick. It was directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, who's like, me. bless, bless you. you. Uh, directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, who's known uh for fucking Kawaii Bebop, duh. Uh, the music's done by Flying Lotus, which is super fucking cool. Which he, yeah. he specifically sought him out and asked him to do the music for this. Which is fucking cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, animation production is done by Psy Games Pictures. Um, Psy Games actually did the anime for like Rage of Bahamut and stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, the really? Stuff. Um, I the pictures. To watch that. This is actually the first thing that like they've done is like a, a film studio. Um, they're more known for their games than their animation stuff. Um, uh, with some in-between stuff done by Gynax among uh, a bunch of other studios, uh, which is pretty rare. This rad. is a big collaborative effort. It was huge, yeah. There's a lot of teams that were, like, dabbling in this, if you watch the credits afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of history. It's based off of, of course, the 1982 Ridley Scott classic Blade Runner, uh, which we're all really big fans of. Uh, God, it's set Blade Runner. three years after the movie. Uh, and, yeah, let's dive into the fucking meat and potatoes of this shit. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Like, it's... I mean, it's 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 fifteen minutes of just like gorgeous animation. I thought we were going through characters. I mean, we can go through characters. Let's go. Uh, first up, we have Trixie, who is an angel model Nexus Eight. Uh, she looks like a little uh, Lolita doll, kind of. Not really. She just has like the Misa colored hair, and that's it. She She's is not wearing anything frilly. She is a pleasure model. She's very much so based off of like Pris. Yeah. So, yeah. From the original. Because she's, she like, at first she's like, oh, okay, just a pleasure model or whatever, which is really reminiscent of the beginning of the original Blade Runner with, what, Zora? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, later on, you see her in combat, and she does a shit ton of acrobatics. She fucking and I'm like, shakes like, up. Like, yep, that's Chris right there. <laughs> that that fight scene was fantastic. Oh, my God, it yeah, was so it was good. Cool. Uh, geeking out pretty hard during it. Was just so, it was so fluid. Uh, right soon after we meet Trixie, we meet Iggy. He comes in and kind of saves her from a group of dudes who are kind of, like, fucking with her. He crushes that dude's skull. He li- yeah, yeah, he grabs a dude by the face and crushes his skull, which is fucking cool. I mean, and he is a combat model, so he was on, uh, what planet? I forget. Or what colony? He was I fighting forgot what a they war. Said. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what they said, too. He's fighting a war and then realized that they were being pitted up against other replicants, and he realized that they're just used as pawns, and it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, but he joins the resistance effort to kind of, I guess, free all of the replicants from the, uh, the persecution that they're facing. Because mind you, this whole thing opens up with a bunch of humans mobbing other people and killing them and hanging them from a cord. Yeah. So, yeah. it's pretty brutal, like, opening right off the bat. But also, I mean, can I, I want to, I want to talk about one of the funniest moments in this whole fucking thing. Yeah. It's, it's when the fight scene is happening, and he just, like... Pushes his hand through the fucking window. <laughs> like, I guess to, to break in where the, the room where that dude was. He just, like, pushes oh, his hand. He's opening in. the door. Yeah, but he just, like, it's not like he punched it. He just pushed his hand into it every, like, like fucking Frankenstein. And it just shatters. And I died laughing. It shouldn't have been as funny as it was. But just watching, he's just like, and you just see it break. And it's, I died. I was um, like, this is, this is so serious. And it's, this is not the point where I should be laughing. <laughs> 
Uh, I was super pumped as soon as he pulled the guns out and they were fucking PKGs. Like, the sound that those guns were making was so fucking cool. Um, I don't know. There was... Lauren was mentioning there's a lot of little homages and a lot of little, like, Easter eggs in this. Um, they- yeah, because even... Um, crap, what's his name? Gaff. Gaff's in it. Like, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool because it's like a full-on transition from the movie to this. And he's just, like, sitting there talking to, the, like, I forget who he was talking to, but he was just like, oh, yeah, no dispatching for Blade Runners because the military takes care of all the replicants now. So yeah. it's kind of cool to have, like, that little bit in there. So that's another one. Um, and then also the dove. The fucking dove every single time. <laughs> like, when Trixie's, like, what, she's doing a flip She's flipping through the air and then she gets shot in midair. Yeah, but as that's happening, she's staring up into the sky and she sees a white dove, which is, like, super important in the original Blade Runner. So, yeah. I don't know. It's really exciting seeing, like, all these little, like, Easter eggs and stuff. What else do we have? We also have Ren. Ren's the dude that was, a uh, like, dude. He was, He's like, a human. He was a human who was in love with Trixie. Uh, or he, infatuated. Or just infatuated with her. He ends up helping the resistance and, uh, I guess, like, he works, works for the military. He works at, I think, um, a nuclear, like... Launch facility? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think they used... He helps them facilitate the nuke that they use as an EMP. Yeah. So they, when they pulled the gun on him, they were like, uh, they were like, what did you do? He's like, it's already done. I was like, oh, shit. Well, not like how he just, like, put his hand kind of, like, over and, like, clicked the button and acted like, oh, no one's going to see this, but he still was found out anyways. <laughs> I mean, they're launching a nuke. There has to be some kind of, like, fail-safe or, like, some kind of detection where it's just know. like, oh, someone launched it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these things. Uh, fuck. I just, the animation blew me away. Uh, it reminded me of the anime segment from Kill Bill in just how, like, oh, awesome yes. and fluid yeah. and just, like, really really well drawn everything was that an ergo proxy like you mentioned we god I, as soon as it popped up it made me want to watch ergo proxy again because like ergo proxy is pretty much oh, just blade man. runner like i haven't watched ergo proxy in years it was the animation was definitely a mix between like that and the one segment kill bill yeah that's yeah uh, they had like they had that one bit where they're doing like the war scene and it was like super fluid and sketchy and just kind of crazy yeah, looking ske- that's one other thing that i thought was really cool is that they used different types of styles like throughout this for the like to a certain degree like certain segments having a flashback like that was all really sketchy and combat and crazy the very beginning is all black even the very beginning where where they were where he was walking through like the the destruction of the flames it was like it looked for how they cgi it because that was obviously cgi yeah um it looked like it could have been practical effects oh for sure yeah yeah, that, and that's like the you other can thing. you then can tell the care and time that was taken on this. Ah, oh, so good. I want to. I'm probably gonna watch it again in a little bit. I want to watch it in six sync with in the order too. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the last of the three films, uh, little prequel films but it's the to first be released. One. Yeah, but it's the first one in time order, in like chronological order. You're making it confusing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm just gonna after we're done here, I'm just gonna watch them all and get a better picture as to what's going on yeah um i'm bringing up what order they go in okay um yeah i also wanted to discuss like the ending and stuff and the ramifications that they have for the emp so they pretty much pulled a fight club where they they blew up the buildings and like they blew up like they used an emp and took out like all of the data centers that was insane though how like 
oh, all cars just stop moving. Like, the and hover just cars. fell out of the sky. And they just fall out of the sky and crush people. Well, that's what the EMP does. It's, 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 I know, but turns off like all, all electronics. Yeah, so, like, they pretty much just got rid of the replicant database so that they couldn't be persecuted anymore, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was very Fight Club-esque where they're like, oh, let's take out the credit agencies and then everybody can start from scratch. Yeah. Yep. So, I have the timeline. So, the first one, which is the one that is most recently came out, which is this, Blade Runner Blackout 2022. And then that after that comes... 2036 Nexus Dawn, and then after that, it's 2048 Nowhere to Run. So you watch, if you watch them in that order, and then you watch um, the newest one when it comes out, they all kind of, you kind of get a feeling for the timeline from beginning to end. You get a little bit more of like a historical edge as to like what happened in between the movies, because there's a good... I think that you're going to need that to a certain degree as well. Yeah. So, it should be interesting. I mean, what, 20, 2017 was the, or no, 2019. 2019, 2019 is the year for the movie, and so 30 years later in 2049 yeah. is when we pick yeah. back up in the new movie. That's two years. There's so many There's so many little things that I loved. Uh, I cannot wait for the new one. Uh, I really just want to re- rewatch the original and just, like, think about that for the next, like, two weeks yeah. before the new movie comes I was, out. Yeah, right? When I was watching this earlier today, I was talking to people about it, and I was like, man... I really just want to rewatch Blade Runner now. Like I, that's that's all I want to do is just rewatch Blade Runner. Yeah, it's been a bit since I've sat down and watched it, but I I really need to. Has it? I thought we had watched it not too long ago. Maybe I did. You I did. Know. I haven't watched it. In a bit. I love Blade Runner. I grew up with that, so I also was a huge Harrison Ford fan when I was a kid. Oh God, I had yeah. the big, yeah, I was the I had the biggest crush on Indiana Jones when I was little. So, yeah. Anything Harrison Ford did, I was just like, I'm right there. Yeah, once I get started getting deeper into my sci-fi kick when I was like a little bit younger, like Blade Runner and Alien were like my top two. Yeah. Also, a uh, little known fact, the uh, Blade Runner and Alien universes are connected. That is yep. actually like canon according to Ridley Scott. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, That's so I'm, weird. But you know it's what? It's like I'm, some Wayland yutani stuff has popped up in like Blade Runner and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm honestly a bit excited that Ridley Scott is not directing this movie. I am too. Uh, it's being directed by the guy who did uh, Arrival. Which is yeah. a great movie. Yeah. That movie's fantastic. Um, so good. Yeah, because like, Alien Covenant was fun, but it wasn't very good. No. I mean, I feel like that kind of just happens after a, seri- or a franchise has been beaten to shit, though. <sighs> Ridley Scott wants to do some stuff. I'm really glad that Blade like, Runner wasn't I still, wasn't I still control, like though. him. I had fun with like Covenant, but... And Prometheus? They weren't necessarily good. Yeah, like, no, they're not. I'm they're not fan, masterpieces. But... Like I liked them, but they were they weren't just like they weren't typically good Ridley Scott movies. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, there's our coverage on that. Uh, our quick, our quick tidbit review. I like how ours is just as long as the actual. Yeah. So if you <laughs> listen to this, short, go, it's only 15 minutes go fucking long. watch the short. It's 15 minutes long. It's yeah. like a small chunk of your life to dedicate to something that is amazing. It should be up on YouTube now, right? It is on YouTube. Okay, so it's not just Crunchyroll. You can find it on YouTube. Crunchyroll, Verve, and YouTube. It's out on right now. Yeah. So. Okay, that's awesome. Cool. Um, I guess we have some questions we can do real quick, and then we're going to close off the episode, right? Yeah, uh, I just picked two of the questions. You asked a bunch of questions like a month ago, and they've just been sitting. So let's just jump jump these real quick. Awesome. Uh, first question. What is the sexiest ship in anime? 
the sexiest ship. Fuck, I don't know. Mm. Uh, if I was gonna go sexiest, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Guts and Casca. Oh, I do like. Well, they get they it get. It starts off a little rapey. It starts off, but, but it's like <laughs> super hot and passionate. Um, it is passionate. They are cute together. Probably the swordfish too. What? That's a that's Spike's ship in Kobe Bop. Oh. So vicious and spike, the sexiest ship. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, like sexy. Uh, I don't know. I don't find like Inuyasha and Kagome. No, no, no that's just annoying. Juvenile. <laughs> no, it's it's not annoying. It's frustrating because it takes them like five billion episodes to even just have a kiss. How about the uh, the super super hot uh, romance of Kimini Todake? No. It took them. That's, that's it took like, them fucking forever to even like, kiss. Like lewd. <laughs> that's like sweet. That's not. I sexy. mean, my favorite ship in anime is still Naruto and Hinata. Like, yeah, but that's, that's not really not sexy, sexy either. It's I'd not sexy, but I, like I mean, it. how about Lup- uh, Lupin and fuck, what's her name? Fuchiko? Yeah, Fu- yeah, Fu- oh my god, yeah. Okay, that like one's that, good. That would, I feel like, because she portrays sexy, and like they're both kind of like, I feel like that kind of... Yeah, I'll give you that one. Like, yeah. Sexy. I mean... I definitely cute. agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I would say, I would say that's probably... Yeah, I'd be good with I think the we have Off the top of our head, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, next question: What anime universe would you take part in if given the chance? There's a lot. I feel. Hmm. Um, I know, mm-hmm. I know what I would do in a more realistic sense. Uh, I'd fucking go for Air Gear. Air Gear so stupid. Yeah, though. but I fucking want I those goddamn Air, air Treks. Oh I love Air Treks. Air Gear so fucking too. Bitchin'. I cosplayed from Air Gear. It's still. I still haven't seen that picture. I haven't seen that or or your demo picture yet. It's fun though. I just want the fucking Air Treks. That's all I want. I mean, they are cool. I want to be able to Who write up walls like and those shit. When they read that. Yeah. I wouldn't take part in like the gangs and shit. I'd just be like a loner who just like ride around and fucking skate and shit. That's all I want. Fuck that. I just want air tracks. I don't know. Would you want to be part of Gundam Universe? I feel like that's Hell no. a that's, lot of politics. That is ongoing death. war? No. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> ongoing war where war, like only the, the only the coolest motherfuckers are the ones that live because everybody else dies in battle. Like fuck that. I don't want to be like some side character that just gets blown up his first fucking day. Oh yeah, I finally made it to be a Gundam pilot. Oh man, I'm fighting alongside Hero Yui. I hope this goes okay. No. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I'm gonna be very realistic, I'd be in the Pokemon universe. Like, you just be walking around, catch a Pokemon, hanging Fuck out. Yeah. I mean, would you, you not? Get out of your, you get kicked out of your parents' house at the age of ten. Go on your adventure around the world. Uh, Whatever. Being some crazy ass shojo. No, I'm gonna get. Drama. I'm gonna go get my starter and just like. Live out my life. That's all I need. I'm gonna catch. I'm gonna catch like a. I'm gonna catch a ghastly. We're gonna turn to a Gengar. We're gonna chill out. That's gonna be my whole life. What's uh? What would your starter be? Uh, what generation do I have to pick from? Uh, you could pick from any generation. What would your starter be? <sighs> uh, mm, that's that's good. uh, Turtwig. Turtwig. Yeah. Okay. Turtwig's one of my favorite starter Pokemon. I love grass, grass types. Grass types. I'm more of a water type kind of guy. I like fire. 
Can we all just get like a Pokemon game and just like play through? Yeah, <laughs> play right? through together? What other? I don't know. Everything's like really like brutal, I feel like. I mean, everything's that's really why, brutal. That's why I couldn't do Gundam because it's literally you're just living in a world of like, war. I mean, unless, it's, unless it's like a crazy premise. What would you do? Oh, what? Yeah, what universe would you be part of? I don't know. At first, I was like, yeah, there'd be a lot. I'm like, oh, no, there wouldn't be. No. <laughs> um, You'd have to pick something kind of wholesome so that... I know, right? Not... So you have to deal with, like, craziness. Just pick a slice of life. Azamanga Dayo. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, Yofune. Or something like... Uh... Oh, no, that's all zombies, though. Fuck that. High School of the Dead? No, not High School of the Dead. Um... Uh, uh. Mm. yeah like if you like pick a world like attack on titan or something Fuck it's just like no. you're just gonna die you're just gonna yeah. die like you're not a main like i wouldn't consider myself to be a main character if i was taking part in like a universe i would just be in that universe like, even with magical girl stuff just always having someone coming after you like shit that's exhausting <laughs> <laughs> i'd be i'd be more of a shut-in than i am now at, at that point i feel like the boku no hero i could Boku no Hero fucking universe would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that one would actually. That'd be really good until like the point where, like now with all the villains and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but like if you're strong, you can help. Or potentially die. Or potentially die. (laughs) Or potentially something else that happened in the manga recently that I don't want to talk about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, that's a bummer. Don't even go there. Okay, cool. I think we answered this one. Uh, You can find Kev. Where can I find you? You can find me at Kev Bobbitt on Twitter and Instagram, and I run the Twitter for the show, so you can tweet me on there. There's no Voltron stuff. Cool. Lauren, where can he find you? No, it's not no Voltron stuff. Now it's no Neo Yokio shit. Oh, God. No, you tweet no him. I'll, I'll, I'll indulge with Neo Yokio. I just don't want to talk about fucking Voltron. Whatever. I'm going to call you trash for saying that. Um, I like Voltron. I just don't want to like talk about it. Oh, Derek finally responded to my text message. I texted him a while ago. I was like, hey, you know you're the new Blade Runner, right? He said, LOL, I've been told a couple times today. <laughs> nice. <sighs> oh, where am I at? Am I, is it me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, same old, same old. You can find me at Miss Silver Fox on Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's M-S, not M-I-S-S, underscore Silver Fox. And you can find me at Vince, V-E-E-N-C-E, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, cool. Don't forget, you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Thanks for joining us for this super surprise motherfucker boring bonus episode. Boring. Excuse you. <laughs> uh, please don't forget to send in your listener question to shonentrashcast at gmail.com or using the hashtag shonenasks. I've been obsolete Nexus 6 skin job Vincent Perez. I've been Angel Nexus 8 Replicate Lauren Russell. And I've been PKD Double Wilder Kevin Bobbitt. See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.